Welcome to the Holistic Icon Podcast, hosted by Dr. Nisha Chellam, a board-certified internist and holistic medicine specialist who understands the science of disease and the art of healing. Every week, Dr. Nisha gives you tips on how to take control of your health, because you are your best doctor. Here's your host and author of Transform Your Thyroid, Dr. Nisha Chellam. Good evening to everyone. And this is our podcast. I really wanted to make sure that uh, people understand uh, something about weight loss. It's a very common problem, and I think uh, most people come to um, integrative doctors or go to weight loss clinics. A lot of them do that because the focus is really weight loss. Um, Even when people come to us with a lot of health issues, the biggest thing is I'd love to lose weight. And what I want to really emphasize in this particular podcast is why weight loss should not be your primary goal. What we have to look for is I'm going to help you understand why we have weight gain, why weight loss should not be your focus, and what does weight gain actually mean. Um, When you really look at weight gain or weight loss, anything to do with your weight, which fluctuates on either end of the spectrum, it is always you beginning to lose your health. So how do you actually approach somebody who's struggling with weight? And that's what I'm hoping you will get out of this podcast. So let's start with, I know I have a slideshow. For those of you who are going to listen to only the audio track of this, you can actually search for this podcast on our Vimeo or on um, uh, our Facebook page, which is Nisha Chalam MD. And for those of you who really would love to uh, learn a little more about our weight loss um, opportunities, you know you can get onto holisticicon.com, schedule a consultation, or call the office and schedule a consultation. So should I lose weight? Is um, anybody on the podcast, can you guys just let us know that you can actually see our slides? Because that's what I'm hoping we are doing. Do you want to look at that and let me know? So let us know if you can see them. Okay. So as Marina is looking and making sure that you guys say yes or no to the um, slides, here's what I want you to understand. We have to look at uh, weight. Is this a burden or a protection? Sometimes it might be both, burden to the patient, but actually the underlying physiology, it may be a protection. What we have to look at is four aspects of your health when it comes to when you're really gaining weight. Number one, which everybody comes to us with, is my hormones. I think my hormones are out of balance, and you're very right. Whenever a woman says my hormones are out of balance, it means your hormones are out of balance. But you just don't, the problem is not with the hormones, but the hormones are responding to an underlying problem. What is usually the problem that we respond to? How do our hormones or our um, uh, immunity respond to? And that is usually what we call inflammation. And inflammation is for people who don't understand what inflammation is. When you cut yourself, this redness, this pain, this heat, this swelling, and that whole process helps that cut to heal because it's all of your white cells, which is your uh, cells that help with the healing process come there, and it eventually heals. However, if you keep cutting yourself on the same spot over and over again, because whatever the knife that is, you put your hand where this knife is cutting you, then you have what we call chronic inflammation. So usually weight is an issue with chronic inflammation. The most important organ in the body that we look at is, is your gut healthy? 
So if you, if uh, when you are struggling with weight, I cannot emphasize enough how much the gut is important and we'll review quickly how the gut uh, impacts your weight. And the most important thing overall is the stress. And we've always spoken of stress, stresses of three kinds, right? Physical, chemical, or emotional. And physical can be an injury that's never healing. A chemical can be all the things that you drink, that you inhale. And uh, emotions can be what you think and what's happening around in your life. So if we are not addressing these issues, just focusing. And if you notice in all of this, have I even spoken about nutrition or exercise? Or calories. Or calories for that matter. We didn't. Because your body is an efficient machine that knows how to handle calories, nutrition, and um, uh, movement. But if all of this is imbalanced, then all it does is goes into a protection mode. And so it says, I'm having, I'm, I foresee something catastrophic is going to happen, so let me hold on to all of this resources, which is your fat cells. They just get filled with energy so that when something catastrophic happens, you actually begin to heal well. So that's the basis of really the weight gain. Let's look at each of these um, uh, areas in a little more detail. Hormones. What are the hormones that we need to really look at? Most of our patients come to us with asking, hey, I think my thyroid is out of balance because I'm gaining weight. But the most important hormone that we look at, if there's one hormone that I have to help people with, that's insulin. Insulin resistance. Now, you'll see a lot of videos where people say your high insulin state. Now, you always want to ask, why is the body producing high insulin? It's because the body is resisting the existing insulin. Insulin has only one job, is to keep your blood sugars on an even keel. So if it goes low or if it goes high, you're going to have more of insulin. But when the body resists insulin, that's when you run into a problem and you begin to gain weight. Another hormone is leptin. Some of you who are not a part of our practice would have never heard of leptin, but most of our practice members need to understand what leptin is. Leptin is a hormone that's produced by the fat cells in your abdomen. We do have fat cells between all of our organs in our abdomen, and these fat cells can become active endocrine glands that produce leptin and another hormone called adiponectin. Leptin goes to the brain and tells the brain that, hey, we are full. We don't need any further food. But when, when they start going to the brain and there's a disruption in that cycle, it begins to yell at the brain and the brain just shuts it off. So leptin gets really high and you begin to gain a lot of weight. Adiponectin is your fat burning hormone. The, the higher the adiponectin, the less of fat you will have. In fact, adiponectin goes down in what we call metabolic syndrome, where you have lots of glucose and triglycerides and increasing abdominal gut. So we look at these hormones to see where the problem is. Thyroid, we all understand thyroid. Of course, low thyroid leads to weight gain. However, I should tell you, sometimes your thyroid test can be normal, but if you have Hashimoto's, you have antibodies attacking your thyroid, you will begin to gain weight. And our goal should be to see why your antibodies are attacking your thyroid. Estrogen, hyperestrogen state is directly connected to high insulin. When you have high insulin, the fat cells increase, your estrogen, um, a lot of your hormones gets converted to estrogen. We produce both testosterone and estrogen. And estrogen can, a uh, high estrogen state puts you at a higher risk for breast cancer and endometrial cancer. 
And then cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Like I said, one of the triangles you saw as the cause is stress. So when you have chronic elevation of your stressors, you're going to be producing a lot of cortisol. And what is a cortisol? Cortisol is a fat-storing hormone. It increases your blood sugars. It increases your fat and the fat cells. And of course, testosterone. Um, as you can see, of all this, Women have more of these hormones, and that's why we, um, if you saw my post this morning, you can have men and women doing the same uh, things, and the man will lose a whole bunch of weight. The woman might actually gain weight. Testosterone is a very important hormone that helps with weight loss, and if you have a low testosterone, which we see in polycystic ovarian syndrome, once again, high insulin states. Now, you can see every hormone, I connected it back to insulin, so you can see if you want to lose weight, we got to get that blood sugars and your insulin under very good control are well balanced. So let's look at uh, some examples here. So here's an example of a patient who came to us in a fasting state. Normally when you go to get your blood sugars done, they only check your blood sugar, or they check your A1C. Sometimes they just check, check a fasting blood sugar. In a fasting state, the insulin should be 5. And you can see this gal had 21, so she's four times higher than normal. So there is a lot of resistance to the insulin, so the body is producing a lot of insulin, which means you begin to store more fat. And you can see this whole thing shows us insulin resistance. Here's a person, um, the same person has at the level of the um, receptor where the insulin is like a key that locks into that receptor is the lock. If the lock is covered with gum, then the key does not fit well and it cannot turn around. And that is the lock we look for. If this lock is covered with gum, our focus should be on how to remove that gum so your body can work well and you begin to lose weight. Leptin, as you can see, should be around 12. This person has 106. Adiponectin should be around 14 and this person has 9. Uh, here's a thyroid person who has more of, more, uh, they are producing normal. So when you go to a regular thyroid doctor, they will just check TSH and T4. What is very interesting in this person is she has a lot of reverse T3. Reverse T3 is the inactive form. So most of her thyroid that's getting produced is getting inactivated. Usually we look for inflammation. She doesn't have Hashimoto's, but her thyroid, her T3 is extremely low. So even though she was told her thyroid was normal, she was actually low in thyroid. And when you're low in thyroid, your metabolic rate goes down by almost 40%. Very difficult to lose weight, very difficult to sweat under those circumstances. Here's a person with Hashimoto's. As you can see, the thyroid is actually low. You may not be able to see it. I see it. I should remember that not everybody who's watching this will be able to read hormones, but T3 should be around 3.2, and your T4 should be really around 1.25. But this looks normal, but you, with so much of Hashimoto's, the antibodies against the thyroid, she was actually very, very fatigued, and we have to address that. Here's a person with cortisol all over the place. When your cortisol is out of whack, you really tend to store a lot of fat. This is a person with estrogen. We have three breakdown of estrogen, the female hormone. This one should be 20%. This person has almost like 60% of her estrogen is what should be 20%. And that also creates fat storage. The next aspect is inflammation. I explained to you what inflammation is. 
it's basically a process of healing that when uncontrolled can cause and, in the, and is the basis of most disease processes. So inflammation, how we check for it is we look for fibrinogen. If you have a lot of fibrinogen, you are inflamed. If you have something called high-sensitive C-reactive protein, CRP for crap or C-reactive protein, you have a lot of inflammation. Cholesterol inflammation, myeloperoxidase is like the bleach of the body. Oxidized LDL is the LDL cholesterol or the lousy cholesterol. If that is rancid, that's a lot of inflammation. Homocysteine is a sticky protein. If you have a lot of it, you have a lot of inflammation. Ferritin, which is a storage of iron. In women, this is not a great, menstruating women, this is not a great test because if you're losing a lot of blood, this may be uh, normal and you may think you don't have inflammation. But it's great for postmenopausal women as well as men and, and women who have normal menstrual cycles. High ferritin means a lot of liver, fatty liver is what we look for. And um, I, we also, I also look at platelets. If the platelets are high, you have a lot of inflammation. So here's a person who has a lot of fibrinogen, lots of high-sensitive C-reactive protein. She did something to change the high-sensitive C-reactive protein, but the inflammation is still not gone, and we dig deeper to see where the problem is coming from. Here's another person who had a very high, high-sensitive C-reactive protein, and you're at a high risk for, um, and did not have any other symptoms, didn't know where she was inflamed. We had to dig a little deeper. She came in with some infection. That's why the myeloperoxidase was high. Then you can see here's a person with adiponectin and leptin. You see the ferritin so high, 349, should be less than 147. That's a lot of inflammation in the liver. You're never going to lose weight if you have a fatty liver. Um, the last one is stress. How does stress um, uh, affect you? There will be internal stressors, which is how your hormones or if you have gut infection get affected. External stressors also cause inflammation, which will be your emotional, physical, and chemical. And then we have a new thing called xenobiotics, which is in the last few years, where we are exposed to chemicals that actually act like hormones. So they behave like an estrogen. So we have to be very careful or they disrupt your thyroid hormone. That's your BPA, all your plastics and things like that. So you want to move away from using plastics in your food and heating it up. Yep. Your xenobiotics right there. And then you have the fluoride, which mm -hmm. can displace your iodine um, for the thyroid. So a lot of stuff um, that we are exposed to. So uh, like I said, stress can be physical, chemical, or emotional. And our um, goal should be addressing all of those. If you don't address, if people are just exercising and eating uh, healthy, but then come back to go to a job that's very stressful, then they uh, tend to hang out with friends who are very toxic or a family member who's very toxic. You just don't get help. And you'll find you'll have this yo-yoing with your weight. Um, Am I going too fast for you guys? Or hopefully you're catching all what I'm saying. Um, but of yeah. course... Uh, I was going to say, feel free to leave a comment here because I am checking them. So if you guys have a specific question, we'll get that answered for you. Okay. Now the gut, this is the part I really want you to focus. The gut is your second brain. Um, and if there is inflammation in the gut, it is almost impossible to actually get good health inflammation or infection or an imbalance. We look for all of these and then we look up at the digestive capacity. I wanted to make everything I, the four I's, inflammation, infection, imbalance, and indigestion. So if you have a bloated stomach or you have not enough enzymes, you have heartburn, then that's what we call as indigestion. So how is the gut work? 
this light pink uh, red area is your gut the almost orange area is really the mucous membrane and the red one is your blood vessels so I'm just trying to simplify this process the gut has um, a nervous system a nervous system is within the gut is um, you'll have you got these nerves but it's also got what is called the enteric nervous system the black ones are the bacteria and the blue ones are the uh, food so what happens is when the food gets broken down this is the white lines across the food is broken down and you can see little particles only the nutrients cross the mucous membrane gets into the blood vessels now those little blue triangles are what we call lymphocytes that's your line of defense and the lymphocytes will make sure stuff that should not get in will not get in so everything is very well orchestrated now what happens when you have inflammation or infection or disruption you can see this is what happens a whole bunch of good and bad bacteria there's an imbalance the mucous membrane gets completely disrupted then food whole food doesn't get broken down well whole food starts going and then you start having food sensitivities and this whole process stays inflamed and if you don't address this it's very difficult to take care of a lot of chronic disease process our goal should be to reduce this inflammation here and reduce the inflammation in the blood the high sensitive c-reactive protein change the gut bacteria and make sure the food gets broken down well if you're not digesting food you probably are going to gain a lot of weight because you're malnourished basically obesity is a malnourished state so here's an example of a gut test which we do we look for any infection any inflammation any insufficiency do you have enough enzymes do you have enough acid or uh, do you have an imbalance of your gut bacteria we'll look for specific enzymes that the uh, bacteria produce and these enzymes like in this person a beta glucuronidase puts you at a higher risk for colon cancer and breast cancer so you really want to dig deeper get more answers before you just tell somebody to eat a 1500 calorie diet and walk three miles a day Here's another person who had so many yeast, fungi, and also had um, a lot of um, parasites. You have uh, entamoeba, amoebiasis, and endolemax nana, so lots of cysts and worms, and literally you have to detox this person, clean out their gut before they can actually feel well, and this person had a lot of inflammation. Here's a person who doesn't have any enzymes and therefore was not digesting their food and lots of inflammation. Um, zonulin is a test we ch uh, check because the cells in the gut, they, they are um, attached to each other, do not allow food to pass through into your bloodstream, but they have a link called zonulin. When the zonulin levels go, then you know those links are getting broken and actually food is passing through and you're going to land up with a lot of inflammation. So here is the bottom line. Focus on re regaining harmony and health. This is not about balancing your hormone by giving you hormones. You know I'm not a big fan of hormone replacement without focusing on the underlying cause. You get harmony and you focus on getting healthy. You also want to focus on the story. How did you get to have what you have? How did you begin to gain weight? If you were heavier from the, your childhood, then the, we have to look at your mother's health. 
because she transmitted all of this gut bacteria. Very interesting about the gut bacteria, remember the gut is the second brain, so when people do gastric bypass, they're literally taking away their ability to heal long term. That's why a good percentage of patients who go through gastric bypass regain their weight. And they also do lose their ability to absorb a lot of their vitamins, so they become more malnourished. People who take Adipax are literally trying to get the brain to artificially induce that higher metabolic rate, and you're disrupting the whole system. And we know a lot of these drugs do affect heart disease um, or your heart valves. So really, we look at the story of the person and focus on what part should begin the healing process. The testing becomes very important. Where is, where is it that you need the most attention? We have to commit to really good health. A lot of times, it's, this is not about getting on a diet. That's why diets fail, because when people get on a diet, you always fall off diet. You got to eat for your body. Your body has a specific um, biochemistry. If you eat, it can either harm it or help it heal. So are you healing? Is your food healing you or harming you? That's what we try to look for and try to change that. And you really want to start something and finish it. You cannot start and within two weeks say, okay, this doesn't work for me. you got to look at all these tests. And really one of the things that we do as far as weight loss goes, we engage our patients. It becomes a journey back to wellness. And when you have a weight loss, you actually will permanently lose that weight. Um, ultimately, it is seeing what is the problem. So the hormones are not the problem. The hormones are a response to the problem. The inflammation is a response to the underlying problem. And again, the stressor might be the problem. And we have, uh, the gut can also get, it's the first line of your defense, and it probably is the only one that will show you where the problem is. So that's pretty much how we address weight loss and literally it is probably the most successful thing that most people will have as long as they understand what their body needs, their education uh, tells them what they need to focus on. So the next time you think about going on a diet, um, come back and listen to this because diets do not work listen to your body and work with someone who can actually understand what these test results mean and how to help you actually lose weight. Did I miss anything that we actually teach them in terms of weight? No, I mean, I think you pretty much covered it all. Pretty much weight is a symptom and we look at why you're having that problem. You know, counting calories, running miles and miles a day doesn't actually address the underlying issues that are going on there. Um, so that's really how we help people lose weight permanently and without any effort. After a couple of months, you know, you don't have to worry constantly about that weight coming back. Oh, if I eat, you know, 100 more calories, we don't even talk about calories. We don't, we, we haven't we don't. actually. <laughs> Saying that word is even weird, but that's what people are used to doing. Um, and you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. You eat for your health, not for counting calories or points or whatever. And the other thing you also have to remember, guys, is it's not even about the calories. It's the quality of the food. And once your gut heals, your hormones will really balance itself. And a lot of people come to us with weight issues, I think, for almost 30, 40 years. I tell them, you've earned it. So you're not going to unearn it in um, six weeks or one year. So let me give you that part also. Your body takes about a year to get used to the new nutrition. 
And uh, so when you go back and forth, back and forth, it takes a little time. And so for me, when I started this journey, it was my first two years were tr uh, terrible. I was always falling off track, eating the wrong foods that hurt me and not healed me. But it becomes a journey. Once you learn to listen to your body, you're able to fix it on your own. So uh, one year, the whole, most of the cells that actually turn, turn over will be new. Two and a half years for the heart cells and five years for the brain cells. So make sure, don't talk about um, fat, uh, ketogenic diet, because that's a big fad now. In the past, it was, what did we start off with? Uh, Atkins. Atkins. Mm -hmm. Then we had uh, the zone diet. Then we had South Beach diet. Then we had the paleo diet. And now we, the paleo is like a different version of Atkins. And then we have the ketogenic diet, which is like all the rage. And then we have the intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting was actually, it's a pattern of eating. It's not a diet. It's a pattern of um, eating and it has been probably there, been there for centuries. We just use, make it um, something new now with an intermittent fasting, but every culture had it, like, uh, you have Lent in the uh, in the um, Catholics, I think. Do Lent, and then every yeah, and then you have uh, Ramadan for the Muslims, and then you in the Hindu culture. There's a lot of fasting. I mean, there's so many gods in the Hindu culture that every um, cult, every subsect has a different fasting um, option. So this fasting over the uh, over centuries, human beings have done it, but that's a pattern. We never talk about diets. Yeah, your pattern of eating can change. What time you eat, all of that, we will talk to you about that. But in general, we got to figure out why your body is imbalanced, what you ought to be doing in order to reduce that imbalance. Uh, first of all, why that imbalance occurred and uh, what are the steps you need to take. And it has to be sustainable. I'm open to questions. I, I just see a lot of hi and yes, thank you, Jenny, for mm -hmm. taking screenshots and checking and make, taking notes and you can check your blood work. Um, and if there's any other questions that I haven't answered but you were thinking, oh, I, I wish she had spoken about it, um, I will be happy to answer. Now, as we wrap up, I would like uh, Marina to give us our nutrition tip of the day. And what do we have today? Yeah, so going back to... Um weight gain really or gut health really being kind of a root cause of weight gain how important gut health is one thing to focus on is your fiber intake and i'm not talking about like metamucil or anything that you're gonna you know mix into your water or anything like that but actually real whole food fiber and that's coming from fruits and vegetables so your meat your dairy all that stuff has zero fiber um, but really getting that into your food so anywhere where you see like white starchy things like pasta and rice and you know, crackers, all of this processed food, see where you can put a whole food in there. So you can do a cauliflower rice, you can do a broccoli rice in place of white rice, um, uh, beet noodles, um, kiwi noodles, noodles, health noodles. Yeah, so we're really just making small little changes to switch out something that's processed and doesn't benefit your gut to something that has high fiber. And that's really what all that good gut bacteria likes to eat. So you create this environment that will help your gut to heal, and then you'll see the hormonal um, benefit from it. And then that all comes weight loss, which is a really nice side effect. Right. Um, because the fiber is actually eaten by the good bacteria, they produce the short-chain fatty acids, and the short-chain fatty acids protects your mucous membrane, prevents the irritable bowel too. 
Um, and I think that's the part that we all miss is we don't understand what, um, when you look at a diet, yes, you, should, you need to be on a high-fiber diet. I guess that's a new diet we should start, yeah, a high-fiber diet. High diet. Yeah. We had a name for this. It was kind of a quirky little name, now I can't remember it. <laughs> but if you would like more information on that, actually looking at a meal plan that really supports gut health, the new book is coming out October 2nd, Big Brain, Small Belly. Yes. Um, and that is all focused on gut health um, and really reversing all of your chronic diseases by addressing the gun. It's all high fiber, really easy to make recipes. And all you're doing is just switching out vegetables for a couple of the junk things that you're eating that you may not even be realizing. Yeah. And, and I, th I think the uh, ultimate, uh, here's what I would say is if there's anything you get out of this podcast, please avoid processed food because processed food is poisoned food. That's the only way I want you to remember it. And when you take food out of a box, you're taking it out of the coffin. And that's dead food. So eat more live food, lots of fiber, and uh, stick to whole foods over processed food. I know people say it's, it's uh, all about the joy, but ask a lot of our clients. They actually eat a lot of food, and they actually enjoy the food that they eat. Yeah, they enjoy their lives as well. They do, because um, pretty much um, you are at, uh, your health is optimized. So hopefully this uh, information is useful. And as usual, if you leave comments, we will answer them later on. But thank you once again for joining us. And we will see you probably next week, um, is back on Wednesday at 3.30. Enjoy all of your veggies over Labor Day. That's true. Yes. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Holistic Icon Podcast. Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit holisticicon.com to listen to past episodes. Want to take control of your health and live a life of wellness? Dr. Challen's best-selling book, Transform Your Thyroid, teaches you how to overcome fatigue, depression, weight gain, and more, and is available on Amazon.com.